Just six days after opening night, we are ready to go again. Welcome back to Fight Camp Week 2. Saturday night, opening night. Blew our socks off. Well, mine anyway, because Darren wasn't wearing any. <laughs> or pants. Um, <laughs> good to see you, mate. And I tell you what, on a serious note, I'm struggling to remember. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, but he doesn't know what's coming. That's the important thing. Um, I tell you what, I can't remember many days in my life in this country hotter than this and this is the one time around <laughs> really? out I've, I've been to Dubai half a dozen times I swear it's not as hot as this no. hey, can, can I just say it's so hot that the the, uh, the dent in the table where Darren and Eddie had an arm wrestle has been sort of vacuumed out by the it sunshine has. which I never thought would happen incredible. so yeah um, if one of us blacks out during the show we do apologise um, the wow hydrate probably evaporate by the time we get to the end <laughs> um, so how are you mate? All good? very well very well buzzing to be back how good was last week it yeah. was incredible you know just walking in I was so impressed. You know, you, you look at the photographs and the videos from the drone, etc. But it's not until you get here, you, you sort of get a grasp of how amazing it is. And that aside, the boxing was tremendous. So, you know, this batch of fighters have got a lot to live up to. Yeah, they certainly have. Well, let's have a look at the running order uh, ahead of tonight's action. It all starts at 7.30. New time because uh, of the omission of Akib Fiaz. He was uh, ill yesterday and we wish him very very well um, so no Aki Fiaz and Kane Baker Nathan Thorley will start uh, he challenges for the Commonwealth Cruiserweight title against Chris Bill and Smith and 2-0 Hopi Price will jump in with the experienced Johnny Phillips he's had a great week uh, we'll talk about him in just a few moments time then the machine Anthony Fowler collides with Adam Harper in our chief support topping the show history will be made Terry Harper and Tasha Jonas world title action coming up live in the garden I would say fresh right. off the uh, off the back of the running order, but I don't know how you fresh got, any of us. You got are. me in a beautiful spot here. <laughs> Sing us a song. Yeah, <laughs> me and Darren were saying about the the red corner, which at the moment is in the absolute eye mm. of the glaring sunlight. <laughs> it's going to be absolute. I believe I believe it's the hottest day in the history of the country. It's a good job we're outdoors doing the show. What? Have you just, yeah, they me? said they said one of the hottest days on record. Possibly the, the hottest day. Yeah. I, I feel like Lee Evans, honestly. Really? I'm saturated. Yeah, like him as well. <laughs> it's, it's the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ed, good to see you. First of all, uh, obviously the news: Akif Fiaz and Kane Baker off. Kane was gutted yesterday. Um, talk to us about what you've heard from from the Fiaz camp. Do we know how he is? Bits and pieces. I've got to catch up with him later. He felt unwell. Felt a bit dizzy, and you know, I think Jamie Moore, very experienced, just don't make a mistake you know mm. you go out there and you box and you lose all of a sudden no one believes your excuses that you weren't well you know no one cares you lost so yeah. for a young prospect very difficult decision heartbreaking decision and heartbreaking as well of course for Kane Baker yeah you know who we've had a chat with been compensated but also more importantly been promised that he will fight Akib Fiaz in September what a lovely probably here as well gutted for him you know and, and actually we talked earlier about unearthing some of the gems of the bubble like Kane and especially Johnny Phillips and people like that because when you see these guys get an opportunity like this and the way they're you know the energy they're bringing to it because of the enjoyment they're having and the fact they can't believe they're getting this opportunity for me that's probably been one of the most rewarding things of fight camp so far mm. yeah agreed um 
So uh, talk to us about anything week to week that you've had to work on. Obviously you've had one fight night that's gone extremely well. Is there anything that you stepped off, away from that and looked at and thought, okay, this is what we could do better this week? Um, I think really around the production, you know, you can't, you can never win. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially with the hardcore fight fans because they're so passionate, they're mm. so vocal. Last week, a lot of the feedback that I got was, we don't want any crowd noise yeah. at all. You know, and I was sort of like, I made a big deal of that in the build-up. We're not doing crowd noise. And when I say crowd noise, what we had is we had a hum. You know, it was like a... a Why do you turn? Because just from the feedback, really, of people, and I think what we didn't want was the fake cheers and oh, yeah, yeah. oh, like that. So we had a hum, which I quite liked because when I was sitting here, I was thinking it's it's quite eerie, you know. Mm. But so that hum is played in post, correct? For, yeah, for, the, yeah. for the audience yeah, back at home. in the studio. So yeah. now we're going to take that away, and we're going to have none, right? But again, trial and error, not like that. Yeah. You know? But we want to get yeah. it right, especially for the Dillian White, Povetkin, and Katie Taylor for soon week. So that was one thing. We also struggled with the mics because the trainers have this big muzzle yes. on and the PPE. So we've added more mics into the corner buckles and we've added more mics around, I think the, tr the truss as well, to try and hear the punches land a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Um, Sky now have a, a Perspex cover up over the commentary booth. There was some of the comments from the fighters that you could hear Adam Smith, oh, he's hurt. You know, you're probably thinking, all right, leave it's it. It's good impression. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's changed. Um, but generally like, look, last week, couldn't have gone any better so this week you put the fights on you hope they can deliver if they do we're gonna have that's the most cracker. important thing isn't it? it is but that's out of your hands yeah of course isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we put yeah. everything in place we've had another great week in the bubble haven't we? i mean yeah. i, I, I oh, really yeah. think that we're all going to look back on this not just the nights here but the bubble and go that great. was just great memories mm. i'll see you know playing cricket and football and the diary room and you know all the content i felt matchroom guys have done has been brilliant we're, we're hopefully never going to experience this again so i think we just got to live for it we've got to enjoy it we've got to have fun and smile and hopefully the guys can go in there tonight and do themselves proud yeah i think we have to be fair we had a great time that has been well, good I've seen you, every time i walk past the bubble you two are out there with your tops off sunbathing yeah, yeah we're working well out. i can't yeah, even stand next to him working out yeah. it's, it's ridiculous carved out of stone yeah but he does fit look at him you don't think that he's sort of ripped up to shreds mm. and then he takes his top off and you think blimey lloyd what have you been up every to? morning and then you go into the gym he does his work quietly doesn't he yeah see like me if i do 5k basically half the country knows <laughs> he does with fifty thousand burpees you know, he's, to warm there, up. he's doing some one-handed thing the other day with <laughs> and stuff like that. didn't even know no, you saw yeah, that. I see it, I see it. it was impressive <laughs> ridiculous uh speaking of first um you had a, a nice chat with uh, frank warren yeah uh, on the phone um where, so where were you and how did that come about so on the popcorn emoji now. yeah yeah i know so <laughs> yeah. i was um when he put his press release out or his video out um, i was at home and I, someone i think coogan messaged me and said bloody hell you seen this so i watched it it's quite bizarre and then i did an interview the next day and i just said look like it's a bit weird putting a press release out in a video why wouldn't you just call me or send me an email and say what do you think about this so when he saw that video he called me but I was in the press conference and then he put a statement out on Twitter to say that he'd called me. Kind of going backwards <laughs> in this whole idea of all working together, do you know what I mean? And then I got his voicemail and then I called him. And we spoke for like a couple of minutes. Was it weird when you first dialed the number? Like, well, I heard think, his voicemail, oh. it was like, oh, hello Eddie, it's Frank, you know, give me a call, blah, blah, blah. So I called him, but listen, what people have always told me is that socially, you'd get on with Frank Warren. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in other areas maybe not so but and it was it was fine you know i just i said to him um i said 
you got grasses at your company, right? I said, and I'm not interested in working you with you around people like that. And he said, no, no, I know, blah, 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 etc. This is around the David Diamante quarantine gate, you know. Yeah. Mm. But I said to people the other day, you know, you have to understand that I've spent the last 10 years having complaints from them, having legal letters from them. And I've worked my proverbials off to get to a position where I believe we're number one in, in, in the marketplace yep. in the UK. Yep. So why should I, after all of that, give them an olive branch to mm. help them out? Well, because it may be for the good of boxing. And if it is, and if it's good business for us and good business for our fighters, then it's definitely something we're gonna look at. I feel like a lot of people, if people knew the, you know, the, the true sort of uh, landscape of the relationship would just go ah, not a chance mate mm. but i feel like it would be disrespectful almost to the fans to come out and have the arrogance to say do you know what no i'm gonna let you will yeah. away and i'm not even gonna talk about it because the truth is there are fights on the stuff they put out that we should look at boatsy against yard is mm. an inevitable fight for 2021 in my opinion and a lot of the fights have already been ordered conor ben against uh, chris jenkins um, Andrade against Liam Williams, yep. you know, these kinds of fights. So I just said to him, you know, he was like ultra keen, you know, can we meet this week? And I said, well, steady, I'm in the bubble. So I said, <laughs> let's get fight camp out of the way and then we'll, we'll, we'll meet up in September. And listen, we should, we should have done. But how difficult, so say you wanted to go with it, how mm. difficult or, or easy is it to, to make a show like that, to, to work with each so other? So many different elements, you know, it's, I guess wouldn't it make sense it's say, the money yeah. it's you know am i comfortable you know i want to know that my fighters you know financial security is secured yeah do you want to fight on bt mm. do you know what i mean and it's not a dig about their viewing figure and stuff like that but my, like connor ben might say i don't want to do that yeah i mm. want to box on how platform i want to become a sky pay-per-view fighter so there's lots to discuss and for the good of boxing we will have that discussion mm. um but I kind of feel like my focus right now is on this yeah. September, October, and, and delivering for our fighters in a really tough time. Do you know what I mean? Like this is not, it ain't easy right now. Mm. It was never easy in the first place. Now it's really difficult. Mm. And you know- So we could have, we see this remaining for a bit longer? We're, we're, we're looking at it. You know, I think that the response that we've had, let's not get carried away. We had an unbelievable week one. And like, I can't tell you for me how it feels on a Sunday to wake up and just see positivity across yeah. my social media. You know, even, rare, yeah. Even, yeah, even the <laughs> even the, the haters going, do you know what? Fair play, that was the nuts. Yeah. Tonight could be a flop. Who knows? And then tomorrow we're back where we started. Yeah, and it's week by week yeah. by week. Yeah. But what we saw last week, the response we saw, you know, the pictures, you know, the, the, the sort of credibility that we're getting from this project makes me feel like, do we run it into September as well? You know, we've got two shows that we could be running in September. If the structure's already here, if the setup's here. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we keep it here. Yeah. Mm. Um, new signing this week, Eva Brodnick, WBO super featherweight champ. I know that is obviously a, a move to, to anticipate the winner of Harper Jonas. Um, I, I see that uh, WBO have ordered a, a mandatory. Yeah, it's very quick. Michaela Meyer. Very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so Bob, there's, there's a story to that. Yeah, so <laughs> basically they had alerted, not even her promoters, and there's a bit of an issue over that, but about that her mandatory is due. So it looked like a complete setup when I got the letter. I thought, Aaron cheeky mofo <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so but actually she was due a mandatory but a unification generally trumps a mandatory defense so see who wins tonight we will put a, a request into the wbo that the winner of tonight will fight brodnicka if not then brodnicka will fight mayor and we might even do that on one of our shows here or in the states 
And Terry Harper has a couple of mandatories lined up with the WBC. But, mm. again, if I'm Natasha Jonas right now, I'm thinking, bloody hell, everyone's talking about Harper unifying. Got to yeah. get past me yeah. first. So there's, I've seen a lot of people look past people before thinking about the next one or the unification or the undisputed and then coming unstuck against a hungry challenger. What's great, though, is how much we're talking about the women's game now. Yeah, it's coming on loads. It it really and, is, next it? and next week we have McCaskill uh, against... Yep. Brackhouse yep. in Tulsa. The week after, we have Taylor Pursuit. But I can't tell you that like, I've just signed Eva Brodnicka to fight Terry Harper or the winner of tonight. Unification, right? Everybody's trying to unify. Mm. Everybody wants to be undisputed. The money's solid now for the women. It will continue to increase, but it's not at a stage where, yeah. you know, you can't make the fight. So yeah. every female fighter is, is jumping at the opportunity. And I'm loving it. You know, where are you seeing uni Unified World Championship tonight? Undisputed next week undisputed the week after when do you ever see that in no, a men's game great, so i think it's brilliant um so we heard rumors and obviously we've only got four fights on the bill tonight we know that um potentially there'll be up to seven bouts allowed as of mid-august mm. um so do you think there's any chance that we might see another bout or two on week three or week four is it too late for week four you will yeah next week we're kind of like you know bearing in mind everyone's got to turn up monday get tested Five fights is fine for next yeah. week. I think yeah, next yeah. week is a bit of a, what I call a bit of a sleeper card. People on paper might say, you know, it's the weakest of the three. I actually disagree. I think Cash I think, and Welburn's a really, yeah, really good yeah, fight. Is. But so's Donovan against Barrett. A yeah. lot of people thinking Eric Donovan could cause an upset there. Yep. Shannon Courtney's got a really tough fight against Rachel Great. Ball. Yep. I think Kieran Conway against Nav Mansour is a great fight. And John Dock against Fox is a really, really that solid an step up fight, eight yeah. rounds. So yeah. I think next week could actually be the best of the three. So we'll have five fights next week. We will have at least six fights the week after. Okay. We've got three fights that I'm working on for the Dillian White card. Um, that I really, really like, and I think gonna gonna keep everyone really happy. So uh, I think maybe even later tonight or tomorrow we'll be looking to announce them. And there's one in particular, a young man that could be making his second appearance of Fight Camp. There which you go. I think would Investigative be a, research yeah, get, would be a great, a great think, story. Oh, got it. Uh, and we'll see if we can get it over the line. Great stuff. Eddie, we'd love to chat to you. Um, go and get on, in some shade. Oh, while we I'm, get I'm not wearing this tonight, by the way. But, you know, all I need is a medallion. I'll be away. <laughs> and a yacht. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> a, and a chest trimmer. <laughs> or a hedge trimmer. Could use one of them. Enough. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Charmone. Uh, so thanks, Eddie, for joining us. Now, as you said at the top of the show, Fight Camp enters its second week of four. Um, but over the last five months, the pandemic has caused over 60 shows in boxing to be cancelled. Big hits on small promoters and fighters looking to make their living. And the last couple of weeks, if any, have been an indication that finally boxing is back moving again.
Delighted to be joined by the British Boxing Board of Control General Secretary, Robert Smith. Um, Robert, this is your Before the Bell debut. And just as we were uh, off air then, Robert went, is this live, Dan? He went, they let you do live today. And I thought, he's made a very good point there. I've never even considered that. Can't take him anywhere. Um, I've known Darren for a long time. I'm quite surprised. I know. Yeah, well, we're, we're, uh, we're training him up well. There's um, lots of reasons why. <laughs> so, um, listen, we know the last five months have been difficult for everybody throughout the yeah. world. But, of course, we are specifically focusing on boxing. As you heard before, 60 shows cancelled in those last few months. Particularly difficult for the small hall promoters that yeah. can't absorb the financial hit in the same way that some of the bigger ones can, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, obviously we're concerned about it, but um, what do we do? We want, we want to get boxing back on board as soon as we possibly could. This is the way to do it. Um, and it's worked out really well. I think the mm. five shows, it's five shows now, or this fifth show, have gone down very, very well. So yeah. um, really pleased and hopefully you know, we've increased the fights from five to seven. That might encourage some promoters who, who couldn't do what this is, but maybe bring on, uh, start doing some shows. So we're looking to increase all the time, move things along. Things are moving along a lot with regard to protocols, etc. So it's only good. I think, like, it's great from a fighter's perspective, uh, a promoter's perspective, everyone in the game, I guess. But for yourself, being you know the governor of the board, it must be a, a proud moment for you. I'm not sure I'm the governor of the board. I do report to other people, but I mean, I was very pleased to get the first show out of the way. Um, I think Frank did a really good job at the BT studios, and I think Eddie did a fantastic job here last week. I mean, you know, we, we've done, the shows have worked really, really well with regard to the border controls, policies and pr protocols, etc. And everybody's done a great deal of work. You can see the amount of money people have yeah. spent here, the amount of money spent at BT, and the amount of hard work and, you know, diligence everybody's put in place. And everybody's had to uh, muck in, ultimately. Yeah. And uh, it's gone really, really well. And I was, when I walked, walked away from last week and the other shows, you know, I was a happy man. Good. Um, in terms of the last five or six months, for, for the board in particular, I imagine not an easy period. What have been the main obstacles that you have had to overcome as a, as a team? Well, I think it's just the logistics, really, and the, the, the policies and, and you know, the government uh, guidance, etc., was changing on a regular basis. So we, you know, I've been involved in loads of meetings taking place, and you suddenly you finish that meeting with a set of policies in place, and the next day or two days later, it's completely changed. You've got to start all over again. I mean, you know, the quarantine period for boxers coming over here now is changing because it's sportsmen, etc. So that's something else we've got to deal with and whatever. So um, it's just been the constant change and also not really knowing. I mean, people have rung me up and said, what do you think? What do you think? And, and, I, and, I, and the answer is, I don't know. I'm the same as anybody else. I don't know. Um, it's just a matter of getting on with it, doing the best you can, working with a good team of people. We've had good relationship with, with the promoters and I think it's been successful so far. Mm, mm, definitely. Um, when you when you talk about having to adapt to sort of changing regulation and, and new news from the government etc i'm guessing that means that the fact that you're able to offer potentially seven fights as a result of, yeah. as from mid-august is a reflection that the situation is starting to improve is that fair yes i would say so i mean we started off with five we want to do keep, keep the numbers down at any venue how many people have got to be tested don't forget it's expensive it's not just <coughs> money but it's an expensive thing testing all the people you've got to test stick them into hotels um, by adding another couple of fights, okay, the expense will go up, but it gives an opportunity for other promoters to come in as well to start yeah. doing something as well. So I think that was very important. And, you know, we, we, we actually feel by moving from five to seven, we're not going to increase the amount of officials or anything you're going to have. The only people increase is going to be the boxers team, yeah. boxer and the boxers team. So ultimately, that's very helpful. And that's obviously something we're very mindful of. So uh, as far as crowd and spectators are concerned, is that just a case of listening to the government? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I keep hearing about October. You know, I'd be quite surprised if you had anything in October yourself, just from reading things now. Um, you know, also, it's, it's not just the, the government saying you can do this, but if there's, 30, say, 20 or 30% of the capacity in a venue, it could be financial suicide for a promoter to put on a big show. So you've got to, yeah. you've got to look at that as well, you know. So uh, um, I, we, we'll listen to the government. We'll do what the government say. If they say to you, you can have spectators in, we will tell the promoters you can have spectators in. But of course, there's going to be conditions on that as well. Mm. I mean, the venues, will they charge any cheaper? I doubt it. The lights yeah. still cost the same. The stewarding costs the same. So, you know, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a vicious circle, mm. really, to be yeah. honest with you. We, we do try and take the positives in these situations. And, and the one thing that we've said is, you know, we'll probably never experience anything like this again. And actually, it's been a, it's been a pleasure for us. Well, you've had to, to spend a month with me, though. Yeah, that, there are always downsides to every positive. <laughs> but, you know, it's the cloud to the silver lining. Um, you, of course, have, you know, you boxed in some great places, the Royal Albert Hall in particular, uh, against Lloyd Hannigan in the 80s. Nice to see that venue reopening yeah. last year to boxing. Yes, you've done your homework. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's the best I've, it's the best venue I ever boxed in. It's yeah. fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I always it? wanted to box there. My dad boxed in the yeah, London well, ABAs yeah, there, and I was just somewhere I always wanted to box. Mm. Gutted, I never When it was full, it, the, the sound was fantastic. Yeah. It's just a great place to be. No, nice to see, and, and gives you kind of hope for, for better days once crowds are back, and, yeah. and hopefully yeah. we can get back to normal. Uh, and of course, you're also expanding uh, offices moving to, to Cardiff now, aren't you? Yeah, we just moved around the corner to a bigger property. Bad timing. I was going to say, <laughs> nothing to do with this, right? That was already no, planned. No, no, it was bad timing, but uh, that's how it goes. But no, yeah. we've obviously, as a sport, we've expanded. I mean, we had do 256 shows last year, 240 shows for something the year before. Obviously, this year's... And about three this year, yeah. Year. <laughs> but, you know, it's obviously we need more we need more staff. We were just, you know, creaking at the, at the scenes, really. So we've just moved to a bigger office, uh, but it's just around the corner. Great stuff. Well, listen, Robert, um, all the best for tonight and, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I was going to ask something soon. quickly. Oh, please. Sorry. Uh, right, so you must be over the moon that Eddie and Frank are sort of getting on with each other. I was going to ask you, <laughs> who's your favourite British promoter? <laughs> um, I'm not sure I can get into that. I, I love all promoters. I never have a bad word with anybody. No, I think it's good that people, you know, if it does happen, and I hope it will, I think that can only be good for the sport. And I think, you know, we're going through a period of time, not just for the sport, but for the country, yeah. that actually we bang a few heads together, let's get it on, you know, and see what happens, you know. It may not last forever, but let's just have a go. Good stuff. Nice well, one, Robert. That was a very good answer to a very awkward <laughs> question. <laughs> you were about to ask. So, uh, keeping with the Cardiff theme, big night for Nathan Thorley tonight, the unbeaten cruiserweight challenge is Chris Bill and Smith for the Commonwealth Cruiserweight title. First up tonight. Thorley has never been in with anyone like me. What? What? Doesn't matter what he's capable of or what his game plan is, I'll make sure I'm victorious on August 7th. I feel like a different animal at Cruiserweight. This is my breakthrough night. And this might be his big opportunity, but I won't be letting him take it. And I ain't gonna pass up this opportunity. I will have my hand raised. The man that will be in Nathan Thorley's corner tonight is the Lockett man, Gary Lockett. Good to see you, mate. How are we doing? I don't know if All Black was a good choice on a day like today. I've got to say, Probably Gary. Not, well, I've done the same, haven't I? Good, so. Oh, you are. Yeah, you're in blue corner. Of course you are. Lucky you, mate. Right. Um, as a professional, you boxed uh, Millennium Stadium, Boardwalk Hall. Where does this rank? All the experiences you've had in boxing, all the places you've been. Not bad, is it? Yes, on a, on a completely different sort of level, isn't it? You know, yeah. With, under mm. the circumstances. Yeah. But um, it's, it's very good. And I've just done a video and, and sent it to, to Nathan, who's still in the hotel, and, and my wife and 
and everyone's saying it's very impressive. So um, guys have certainly done a really good job. You would have liked to go in here, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I would have an all. Of course. It's the opportunity and it's something so unique. But just to keep busy, I've said it to you before, it's it the is. main thing, isn't yeah. it? Being active. And I think that the thing I've said to quite a few people is, you know, it doesn't really matter who's boxing, who everyone's on a level playing field. No yes. one's been through this before. Should we get to step a tiny bit closer yeah, to your mic there, Gareth? That's all right, mate. Just, yeah. uh, just so you're talking into the mic there. Yeah, that's fine. So that's everyone's right. on, 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 a, on a level playing yeah. field. You know, Nathan's obviously not been on this stage before. Um, Chris has a couple of times, but I think it, it, it evens it up a little bit because it's, it's just a little bit weird for, for everyone that steps in the ring, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, because I've seen a couple of coaches sort of uh, concerned with noise of the commentators uh, and noise from the coaches themselves influencing the judges. What's your take on that? Something that I've not really took a lot of notice of, really. You know, we just try to get on with yeah. our own our own game. But mm. like looking at a few things last night um, that John Pegg was saying, does make a little bit of sense you know if if you have a fighter in in a say a close round where he thinks he's probably won it and he hears the commentators have gone against him perhaps that drops his confidence yeah. a little bit uh, and perhaps he, he hears other sort of disparaging things that maybe he thinks that they're not quite right and maybe it drops his confidence maybe it just gives him a little bit of a, a hit so um, perhaps it's a good idea to sort of set them back I, I don't know but it wouldn't really bother me to be honest nah, yeah because nah. when we when we do the world field we're actually in the, the field next to this and yeah. one thing we were actually were concerned about and we said this didn't we we said you know it's going to be strange because they're going to have to hear everything that we say yeah. and you always yeah. try and give a balanced opinion of what you see mm. but at the same time when you're talking positives one fighter that that intrinsically means negatives for the other fighter of course it does uh, and that is something that you actually forget they, they don't have to deal with on, on a normal basis because actually you've got the crowd and you've got the atmosphere of, of an arena to drown a lot of that out I've always thought I, I don't know what you think Gal, but the, the judges should wear noise cancelling headphones anyway or you know just so look we are only human at the end of the day yes. and we can be influenced you know yes. not that we mean to but if you do hear that subconsciously you may sway that way slightly so I, just put them on i do agree with you the only thing i would say is that one of the the elements you have to judge on is kind of impact of the punches and if you can hear that certain shots are landing harder from one fighter than another then can't you just be like you know the old batman thing we go pow yeah boom. So the, the harder the shots the, <laughs> Get out. I have to deal with this every <laughs> week. The, the beauty is, though, that you know, the beauty of boxing is subjective. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I yeah. think sometimes, you know, where where you're watching a fight, where a commentator goes towards a certain fighter, if you mm. think the rounds even, I've done it myself. Uh, you go with the commentator. You go. Oh, yeah. You mm. must. So if you watch it with the with the with the sound off, sometimes you get a completely different verdict, don't yeah. you? And, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's, but it is subject, subjective at the end mm. of the day, and everybody's got an opinion, haven't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. This is day and age. Um, talk to me about how life's been as a trainer over the last five months. Have you had to adapt the way you've done things with with Nathan and Chris and the guys? Not really. Not really, because uh, I think I think we've been in for about maybe nine weeks, nine or ten weeks. Um, and obviously with this this dreaded pandemic i took it very serious for the first sort of three months but then you know it comes a point in time where you just have to get on with it and yeah. you know everybody tries to say the right thing and be you know politically correct and whatnot but you know when you've got boxers in in, in nights like tonight you can't afford for these these no. boxers to turn up and, and not be in shape so we just you know we just carried on things with things behind closed doors a lot of the time just ourselves and um he's in really good shape probably the the, the shape of his life in fact i know the shape of his life and uh yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a good scrap tonight yeah i guess he's going to need to be given given the level chris's box that and the opponents of late all yeah, that kind of stuff of course you know it's like i said yesterday 
you know, Nathan's had the more fights, but the experience lies with Chris at the championship level yeah. because he's been that that ten rounds with Riakpo. Uh, he got, you know, he just got beaten that, and and obviously he beat Craig Glover as well in a, in a very good fight. So, mm. you know, Nathan Nathan's got a tall order tonight. Yeah. Um, he's very very well schooled, very good amateur, but he's not for any one of Chris's level as a pro. So it's a big step up for him tonight. But um, you know, hopefully he can he can pass the test. Well, I was uh, impressed with him. He, he's he's very comfortable on the back foot. And uh, when I was watching highlights of him, I thought that's exactly, especially early on, how he's gonna have to approach this fight. Obviously, Billum Smith is a big puncher, but I was yeah, I was impressed with the way he moves his feet. Is that something he's gonna have to try and work yeah, on today? Yeah, I think so. I think he he's naturally a boxer, but what I've tried to sort of um, coach into him is that he really, really bangs hard as well. Yeah. So if he fought a little bit more like a puncher you know that six stoppages might be nine or ten mm. um you know he's, he's contend the box whereas i just think you know he's got such a good jab you know he could he could set people up for that right hand mm. set people follow up, it up for that yeah. left like he did against asari like a nice little double jab right hand well I, I don't really know if he set him up i think he just winged it in and, and just yeah it was him, a nice shot right on the temple it was, it? it was yeah. a great shot and <laughs> but that's really the only competitive fight he's been in and, yeah you know all the rest have been the usual suspects so you know that's when you consider that it's a it's an even bigger step up for him tonight so um but look you know he's, he's got great he's got a real good sort of amateur credentials and mm. he's well schooled so um you know he, he just has to keep concentration for every second of every round because obviously chris is a, is a big puncher yeah. yeah of course he is i had a good chat with enzo macronelli on the phone a couple of days ago first first time we've spoken on the phone and uh he said you know done a few rounds together and he said the good thing about nathan is he was catching him with certain shots in certain spas sitting him down and just saying explaining to him why he got caught with those shots and what he needs to think about next time and he said and throughout every single spa he adapted and changed and yeah. improved and that in of itself is a really good sign because there are some fighters that simply don't do that it's not a given. But that's natural talent for me yeah. someone that can good adapt listener. yeah exactly good listener yeah. and you know they've obviously got the ability where where i call it talent to be able to make them adjustments of course but you know it's like like, like i've said to everyone he said oh it's a big step up for nathan yeah. i said of course it is but look what else is he doing he's 14 and 0 he's not really going to get another chance like this anytime soon and what are we in this for guys we're in, yeah we're in we're in this for absolutely to, to, you know to fight on stages like this to have the big fights so do you think we will like like exactly what you said there i think it, this may and we've spoke about it a lot it may change the landscape of matchmaking now and these opportunities might come sooner for fighters I hope so yeah i think you've got to you've got to couple that up with the fact of this pandemic and, yep. and you know small hall boxing is not going to be back anytime this year mm. and do you know what it could push on in the later next year maybe yeah. you know march and, and i think the only boxing that's going to be available is where you have a kid who is willing to fight another kid who can fight mm -hmm. rather than box the you know the, the regular journeyman speaking of kids who are willing to fight jay harris what performance that was in america and i bet you yeah. could wish he could have got out uh, you know since yeah, then been, how's he oh, doing he's been nagging me he's I been bet nagging he me every <laughs> week but um you know mtk tried to get him on uh, one of their bills and um obviously at that weight You've got to be very selective with the opponents. It's yeah. either championship opponents or, or there's not or much of a gap. There, yeah. Not much of a gap. There's yeah. not many guys around, so we couldn't really find the ideal opponent. I think he was willing to sort of go a few pounds heavy as well, but hopefully, 
when things calm down a little bit perhaps he can he can get out in maybe September or October or at least before the year's out because it would be very disappointing if he didn't pick up on the, the mm. momentum that yeah. he's got with you know the world title uh, loss 100% yeah um, another one of your lads Chris Jenkins as well we, yeah. we've heard the back and forth of Conor Ben and, and rumours as to why that hasn't happened yet we don't think that's going to be made for fight camp although Eddie said there's a couple in the works for week four can you tell us any more on, on that situation and, and why it kind of fell apart well, I don't look. I can't really say a lot for the for the obvious reasons, but um, I mean, you know, we've all seen on social media the, the 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 things that have been trying to go between Frank and and Eddie. And all I can say is, hopefully, you know, these guys can patch up their differences and, and try and make that fight because it's a really good fight. I know both both guys, both guys, you know, Connor and and, yeah. and Chris both won the fight. I think it's a thrilling fight, and uh, hopefully, you know, Eddie and Frank can put the differences aside and maybe. Uh, maybe shake hands and do a deal on Chris against Connor. You know? Fingers crossed. Definitely. Fingers crossed for first bid soon, eh? Yeah. Well, listen, Gary, lovely to chat to you. And, Thanks, uh, Gary. Cheers, mate. Good luck to, to Nathan tonight. Yeah, thank All you. All the best, Absolute mate. Pleasure. Awesome. Cheers. Well, that one uh, for down the line, Chris Jenkins and, and Conor Ben. But tonight, of course, is all about uh, fight camp number two. Next week, of course, Felix Cash and Jason Welburn headlining. And then the week after that, it's the big one. I've been up for six months, you know, there's people been screwing me left, right and centre for the last six months. My mind have been in the right place, but I carried on training. The return of Dillian White, so happy to be back. Oh, oh big shot! Smash was really wobbled in the middle of the ring. Great fight. And like I say, I'm the cat man, whoever won it can get it. Number one, baby! Let's go! Oh! That's good night! That shot's gonna blow a lot of people away, trust me. It's Thor Brian, I will land it at some point. Quite surreal to think that those two are going to be doing battle in that ring. It's, Mental. It's, I think I think it's become more real since we've been here now a couple of times. Yeah. But to think that actually they will be going toe to toe in front of about eighty people. It's in a two great fight. Like, like I cannot wait. You know, the, I think the fight speaks for itself. Anyone who knows boxing and knows them two fighters know it's going to be fireworks. You know, they're both going to try and hold the centre ring. They're going to be throwing bombs. Left hooks are going to be raining in. Yeah. It's also going to be interesting to see how Dillian White copes without Mark Tibbs now, because I, yeah. I kind of think that potentially could be a glaring omission by him. You know, if, you, if you're going to break with somebody, at least see a camp through, because actually, if he does come unstuck in a couple of weeks' time, you, you could definitely point to that as a reason. 100%. If that was to go, you know, six, seven, eight rounds, uh, you get into them rounds and there's not much in it, and that close relationship that him mm. and Mark had, you know, that, that relationship's so important that, you know, you, you have that trust and it's quite hard to, to gain that that quickly. Uh, but look, I, I can't wait for it. And we were just talking off air then, you know, how crazy is it going to be? You know, with Dillian, I'm sure he's going to have a small entourage with him and the same with Povetkin walking around that hotel in the bubble. Do you think you we'll know? be able to get him to play a bit of cricket with us? <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to get Povetkin into bat, wouldn't you? I, I, do you know what? I would 
bowl so slowly towards Dylan White because I wouldn't want to get him out. <laughs> yeah. He's chasing me around the hotel with a bat. Yeah, you'd be going over the boundary, son. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. I think me and Dylan did before the bell. <laughs> listen, Dale, great to, great Cheers, to speak mate. to you, mate. Oh, also on the undercover, we must mention Taylor Pursoon too because listen, oh, wow. we were, we were uh, unusually close to fights. I think we got a little bit closer than we should have been in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> sort of the fold-down seats inside the barriers, weren't they? Yeah. But I think for the photographers, but we just we just went with it. And yeah, what, uh, what an amazing night that was. And to see that again live here, I think, is, is a special addition. A lot, to, I'm not, to not just saying it, like we both said it, we was on the edge of our seat, up and down, we were getting told to sit down, it was just incredible, action-packed, and that is one fight I can't wait to see again. I just look at it and I think, though Katie Taylor has an amazing pedigree, she's got the ability to box, I just feel, if they were to fight 10 times, there would be 10 epics. I just think, pursuing is like, she's... A, a woman possessed. A cyborg. She's j I'm yeah. real. She's like a robot. Yeah. yeah she, she just comes forward. She sort of pulled us, you know, wind her up and she'll just keep going. So I think that, that that's a fight again that we we will not be disappointed at. It's just going to be fireworks. Great stuff. Well, we are approaching the halfway start stage. All starts tonight, 7.30 on Sky Sports. Uh, and we're making history tonight. The first all-British women's world title fight. Terry Harper defends her belts against Natasha Jones. From Darren and myself, enjoy the action tonight. We will see you same time next week. Bye-bye. I overcame obstacles and challenges to be what I am to get here. I haven't achieved what I wanted as a pro, but this is my chance. This is it, the defining night. My momentum makes me unstoppable at the moment. What a fighter we have now, Terry Harper. There's nothing she does better than me and I'll prove it August the 7th. That was emphatic. And the new. And still. <laughs> 23 years old, 10 fights in, WBC and IBO world champion. She only turned pro in November 2017. <laughs> Um, obviously with the lockdown, everything got put on hold. Um, I knew I had to carry on with my training and I feel that's what kept me sane through lockdown. It kept me in a routine. Sometimes people don't realise how much mentally uh, boxing's a tough sport. Everybody knows how physical it is, but mentally it's tough. And just to have that break away. The, the lockdown just meant that I had more time to prepare, which was great for me. This is a big step up for Terry Harper. They're confident she can do it. Terry Harper, WBC Super Featherweight Champion of the World. But what a performance. This is a 23-year-old young girl, man. I was at nine bloody fights. It's, it's quite phenomenal, really. I was so looking forward to other things other than overlap that I kind of looked beyond it. There's no excuses from myself, you know, you know, I reacted emotionally when I did get caught and it, it affected me in the fight. You know, you've got to dust it off and move on and that's it's just about getting out and, and doing what I believe I can. And the fight has been stopped! What I had to do was win and I did that. She knew the power when it landed made the difference. Tasha's not proved herself, whereas I have. When I've stepped up, I've shown what I'm capable of doing it. When Tasha stepped up, well, she, uh, she had a bad loss against Vivian. It's been and gone. I'm over it. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, everything. I am going to be the best athlete on the night. She was an idol. Now she's a rival. 
I've just got to bring the best version of me, and I don't think she can deal with that. When that bell rings, it's a fight. I want that green and gold belt. Yeah.